Welcome to the Refuge Weekly Podcast. We are a church in and for the City of Orange in Southern California. The heart of Refuge OC is to introduce and reintroduce people to a clearer vision of God. To learn more about us and how you can get involved, please visit us at refugeoc.com. And now, here is our latest message. Happy Mother's Day. I'm so excited that you guys are all here on a Sunday. I know that there's been a lot of moms, a lot of grandmas praying for some of you. Um, don't who, who has a praying grandmother? You guys? Yeah, they're so valuable, right? I love that. I love that. Um, I love seeing all the little ones up here sharing. Oh my gosh, so cute. My kids are super grown now, but I want to just take an opportunity for a second to share one of my favorite memories as a mom. So about 20 years ago, believe it or not, 20 years ago, um, we had the opportunity to, well, okay, fun fact, actually gave birth on national television. Anybody else? Can anybody else say that? Anybody else give birth on national television? No? No, just me? Okay. So I'm really excited because I actually brought a little clip to show you. And I have to say, Don't worry, you don't have to close your eyes. There's nothing gross, okay. But um, my kids hate this. But since it's Mother's Day, I was like, it's my turn, okay. So I just want to show you guys one of my favorite memories of being a mom. So if you could roll that clip. couple's young son, Matthew, is their pride and joy. The Stades are excited that Matthew will soon have a sibling to play with as they prepare for the arrival of baby number two. That's it. Okay. Okay, you're going to have a baby real soon. Please keep talking to me. I need a distraction. I like to talk. So that was actually when our second was born. So the little boy in the stroller is our oldest, Matthew, and he's actually running one of the cameras today. And uh, the one that I was giving, uh, you know, birth to on national television would be Joey. And I think we have a picture here. Um, So he's actually in the sound booth today, and he threatened to mute the clip because he really did not want you guys to see that. But I promised him that I wouldn't show anything that would be too embarrassing for him. So that was good. Um, And then I have another picture up there of So there's Matthew. He's the one on camera and was in the stroller. And then Emily didn't exist yet, and she's about to turn 17. So I have three beautiful children with that guy right there, Jason, up there on the screen too. And I'm really blessed this Mother's Day because they're all three here in church with me. And uh, I'm entering into one of those stages that was listed on uh, in that thing Brenton read. I'm going to be an empty nester sooner rather than later. Like I said, Emily is is my baby, and she's about to be 17 this month. She's going to be a senior next year. And so I'm entering into this season where I'm reflecting on motherhood. I've lived most of our mothering years, our parenting years already, and we're starting to get to the end of the of the journey where I have a primary role in their lives, and and I'm grateful that they all get to be in church with me today. And um, I know that for some of you, you may see all of this and you may be like, wow, 
lucky her, all of her kids are in church. She was on national television. Like, yeah, I know. I got paid nothing for that, by the way. So, but I want to just share with you a little bit about my own story from growing up. Because I understand that while it is Mother's Day, not everybody in this room, not everybody watching online are actually moms. But we've all had a mother, right? I mean, you got here somehow, right? So all of us have had some sort of mom, whether she was the primary caregiver in your life or um, she simply gave you life. You've all come from a mother. And so I want to just share a little bit about my story today, and I want to give you um, some hope in the word as well. So just a little bit about me before we turn to the scripture. And I'm very excited. If you, if I love this passage, if you want to go ahead and turn there um, in your Bibles, it will be up on screen when I start reading it. Um, you can go to John chapter 15. That's where we're going to be today. Um, but before we jump into that, I want to just share a little bit about my story. So on the outside, it may look like my husband and I, we've been married 22 years. It may look like we have it all together, and that we must have done something right. Um, but I can guarantee you, and this is something I'm hoping to share today, that it's all because of the Lord. Um, you see, I did not grow up in a Christian household. I did not have a wonderful praying grandmother. That was not a part of my legacy. And if you knew anything about me, you know that I'm a pastor here at Refuge, that I have loved the Lord for a very long time. You may fill in some blanks and make some assumptions about my upbringing, um, but I want to just share with you a little bit today about that. See, my mom was actually 14 years old when she gave birth to me. She actually got pregnant with me when she was 13, and I was born two weeks after her 14th birthday. Now, back then, that was just a few years after um, abortion was legalized in the country. And so she was getting a lot of pressure from her parents, from my father's parents, to just take care of it. We, did, we can't afford another mouth to feed. There was a lot going on at that time. She was so young. She was a child. But she just couldn't bring herself to do it. It wasn't necessarily a moral or an ethical issue for her. She was just a scared little girl. And she didn't know if she could go through with that. And so she decided to go ahead and she gave birth to me. And she raised me on her own. When she was 16, she moved out of her home. She took me and we lived on our own for a while at 16 years old. My daughter is that age today. And it just, when I look back at all of the things that my mom had to go through in order to raise me, now as an adult... And as a mother myself, I have such an appreciation for what she went through back then. But as a child, I had no frame of reference, you know. And uh, we went through quite a bit. Our home was very broken. My father graduated high school, and he went into the military. So he was not a deadbeat dad, but he was very absent. He was traveling the world and establishing his career. And at one point, both separately ended up marrying and starting their own families once they grew up and became adults. And so all my life, growing up, I was sort of the third wheel. I was kind of an extra. I was just there. I was just Nikki, you know? In fact, my mom went on to have two other daughters, and we were never referred to as my daughters. It was always Nikki and the girls. I was always the plus one. And so I don't know how many of you have ever felt the sting of rejection, the, the wonderment of 
love me? Does anybody even want me around? That was what I grew up with, just wondering, like, where do I belong? And when I started high school, I began to exhibit some of the same behaviors that I was basically taught. And I started to do the same things that got my mom in that situation that she was at 14. But my mom did not have the tools or the maturity or the understanding or the support to be able to figure out how to fix me. So she sent me away. And I had to abruptly leave the only home I ever knew and move across the country in with a father who's a virtual stranger to me. And I lived with him for the final five years of my adolescence until I eventually married and moved out of the home. But in that time that I was with him, my dad, before I moved in with him, had come to know the Lord. He became a Christian. And so while I was living with him and I was pretty much on um, parent-imposed house arrest, right? So I didn't have a criminal record or anything, but I literally was not allowed to leave the house. My dad did not trust me. Um, I did have a habit of running away when things got hard and now I'm living in a city that, you know, I didn't know anybody and he wanted to keep me safe. And so I was basically had to either be at home with them all the time or I was able to go with them to church. And on Wednesday nights, we had youth group. And because I was actually, I was homeschooled. That's how house arrest I was. I was not even trusted to go to public school. And so I got to go to youth group on Wednesday nights. And that's where I connected with kids my age. And these kids knew Christ. And I learned who my Savior was. And that's how I came to know Jesus. And I want to share this with you because the passage that we're going to read today in John 15 has made such an impact on my life, not just as a young girl, but even as I have become a mother myself, as I have grown. And I think that it's not just moms who need this passage today. I think we all need this passage. There's somebody here today, I believe, who has also struggled with some of these feelings of rejection or feeling unloved or feeling unwanted. And so I want to read out of John 15 today. And uh, this is coming from Jesus himself. And this is actually right before his crucifixion. So he's sharing some things, uh, kind of last words, so, you, so to speak, right as he's about to um, make the biggest decision of his life here. And he is just sharing a few things. And I love this little passage. If you get a chance to read the whole chapter 15, it's really amazing. But today, we're just going to read verses 9 through 17. And then I just want to point out a couple of things to you um, that I have gotten comfort out of this. And I'm actually reading it out of N.T. Wright's uh, The Kingdom New Testament. And so I have it for you up on the screen in case it doesn't match um, maybe what you might have on your app or whatever. And it goes like this. As the Father loved me, Jesus continued, so I loved you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I've said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and so that your joy may be full. This is my command. Love one another in the same way that I loved you. No one has a love greater than this to lay down your life for your friends. You are my friends if you do what I tell you. I'm not calling you servants any longer. Servants don't know what their master is doing. 
But I've called you friends because I've let you know everything I heard from my father. You didn't choose me. I chose you. And I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the father will give you whatever you ask in my name. This is my command to you. Love one another. Now, I love this passage. And one of the first things that we notice in this passage is that no matter how you feel, you are loved. If I can get anything across today, it's the fact that you are loved. God loves you so much that he sent his son to die for you. God loves you so much that he has done everything that he can to give you his joy so that his joy may be in you, that your joy may be full. Some versions say complete, and I love that. There's, there's no pro, in process here. It's complete in Jesus. You are loved. That was one of the things that I struggled with. And even today, there are days where I still wonder, I don't know if I belong. You know, it, it just, it depends on the mood. Some, some days you have really good days and you know, I'm loved. I have great friends. I have a great family. I'm loved. And then there are other days where I'm like, I don't know. You know, like they probably just tolerate me at best, you know. It happens to all of us. We all have those days. But I want to assure you, that no matter what the enemy is trying to tell you, you are loved. There is somebody that loves you. Jesus loves you. There are people around you that love you. You have family. You have friends. You have somebody that you're sitting next to today. They love you. Even if they don't know your name, they love you. And God is so adamant about this. He says it over and over again, but he says he doesn't just love you emotionally. He loves you as the Father loved Jesus. That's a pretty intense love. On top of that, you're not just loved, but you are wanted. That is a big, big thing. It's easy to be like, yeah, yeah, they love me, right? Like, I, I mean, I knew my mom and dad loved me in their own way. My basic needs were met. I had a roof over my head. There was food on the table. I knew that I was loved in some way, but I didn't know if I was really wanted. But you are wanted, and I can guarantee that because it says here, you didn't choose me. I chose you, I love that he uses that word, chose. You are chosen. It means there's an intentionality behind this action. You are chosen. He has chosen you. And, you know, I could easily say that, well, it, was, it just so happened that I met Jesus in youth group. And, you know, and, and I decided that I was going to follow him. Well, yes, that was part of my story. But the truth is God had set up all of these actions in my life because he chose me. And he set it up so that I could walk into church someday and I could finally find him. It was no accident that I ended up at that youth group. It's no accident that you ended up here. Which brings me to my next point. You are here for a reason. It's no accident that you exist. You exist on this earth because there is a plan for your life. I don't know what that plan is. 
Maybe today's big emphasis is motherhood. Maybe your plan is to raise godly children. Maybe the plan for you is to be successful in whatever career God unfolds for you. Whatever your plan is, it may not necessarily be what you expected. But I can tell you, no matter what it is that you are doing in your life, God's command is clearly laid out here. You are here to show his love to others. But not just any love. This is a self-sacrificing love. This is the type of love that lays down one's life for one's friend. This is a love that's not always easy. And sometimes we feel like, well, there's just no way. I, I can't do that. I don't know how to parent these children. I don't, know how to, I don't know how to meet these needs. I don't know how to go to work and fulfill that, do, fulfill that duty. I don't know how to do this. And that's my final point, is that you are able God has given you everything that you need. It says in here, I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. He has given you all the joy that you need. It doesn't mean you're going to feel happy all the time, but it does mean that you have a joy deep inside of you. It means it, it, he has given you everything that you need to love others because when you accept Jesus, you get his Holy Spirit in you. It means that you have been appointed to go and bear fruit, that part of being here for a reason. God wants you to go and bear fruit, not produce fruit, mind you, but bear it. He produces the fruit in us through his Holy Spirit, fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, right? All those things that we often think we don't have enough of. He produces those in us so that we can go and bear it. You are able to do these things. One of the best parts of this is where it says here in verse uh, 15, I'm not calling you servants any longer. Servants don't know what their master is doing, but I've called you friends because I've let you know everything I heard from my father. You are able because Jesus has given us every knowledge that we need to be able to do the tasks that he has put to us. So there's a lot of different areas in our lives where we may feel like we're not up to the task, but we need to tap into this Jesus, this Jesus that says that you are loved, you are wanted, you are here for a reason, and you are able. Now, maybe your story isn't like mine. Maybe you were raised in a very loving home. Maybe, though, you're struggling in the home that you're in now. I want to assure you, that whatever your situation is, if you're raising hard kids, if you're in a hard marriage, if you're dealing with friendships or roommates and you don't know what is next, I want to assure you that you are loved, you are wanted, you are able, and you are there in that situation for a reason. That may be just a simple fact that you are there to show God's love. And I just want to encourage you today. Now, I love this quote from Chris Kane. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and just call the worship team up. And uh, we're going to close with one final song. But maybe you were in a situation similar to mine. And maybe you have never quite figured out some of the things that God has shown me in my life and transformed in my life. But I want to just encourage you with this 
quote from one of my favorite teachers. Her name is Christine Kane. Now, Chris Kane, she is from, she's a Greek, and uh, she grew up in Australia, and she found out in her 30s, I think, that she was actually adopted. She never knew. And it wasn't even until, I believe, after her father had passed away that her mother revealed to her that she had been adopted. She had no idea. And in searching out her history, she was able to get a certified copy of her birth certificate, her original birth certificate. And on her birth certificate, under name, it literally says, unnamed. And it literally says, Unnamed. It has a, a number next to it, an identification number. She has no idea where she came from. And she goes on, I love it, in, in one of her books, she even shares about how um, she felt really unqualified even because she had gotten a letter from her, from a university that was basically stating like, you're really not going to amount to anything, you know? And so she felt this, this label being put on her of being unwanted. But she has gone on to open, I think, something like 11, 12 different offices around the world in multiple countries fighting against human trafficking. She's a world-known Bible study teacher. She ministers to millions of people, and she shares her story all the time. And she talks about this a lot, and I really resonate with this quote. She says, regardless of what our parents may have planned or intended, from God's perspective, there was nothing accidental or unintentional about our births. We were not an accident, unknown, unnamed, or unwanted. God has always known who we are. As we close out this song, I'm going to come up after and I'm going to pray over you. But as we close out this song, I would love for you to take a moment to reflect on this Jesus who loves you so much that he laid his life down for you. I am happy to say, while I don't have a close relationship with my parents, mostly because just we live geographically very far apart, I have learned to forgive them over the years for the many things that we've gone through in our relationships and I'm happy to say that that both are claiming to follow Christ and my mother while she was on drugs and suffered through domestic violence and a lot of abuse um, as she was in her early parts of her life she's now in her mid-50s and she's clean and sober and she even was able to get a real estate broker's license and so she was she's retired now but she is doing amazing things that I can only attribute to Jesus and what he has done in her life. And for those of you who are struggling even in parenting today, things, maybe you're doing all the right things. You're bringing them to church and you pray for them and you read the Bible and you do all of these things, but things are still hard. I want to encourage you. God is in control and he loves your children more than you do, if that's even able to, if that's a concept you can grasp, I want to encourage you that you may not see it today and you may not see how it's possible, but God can make it better. My kids are serving today in church because of God. 
So I just want to ask you to stand. Let's close with this song. Then I would love to come back and pray a blessing over you on this Mother's Day.
anybody here who is hurting and in pain today, Lord God, that you will bring comfort and peace into their hearts. I pray for those who have much to celebrate and much to be grateful for. I pray, Lord God, that you will go before them and that you will help them to celebrate big today. But Lord, we are so, so grateful for the work you are doing in us and through us. And so today I pray, Lord God, that wherever we are on this journey of faith with you, I pray that today you will help us to go out beyond these doors, feeling loved so that we can love others. Help us to be more like you this week, Jesus. Thank you for your loving sacrifice and for giving us all that we need. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Happy Mother's Day. Go and be blessed. Thank you for coming to Refuge. Thank you for joining us this week. We believe in community and would love to connect with you. If you have any questions or would like to speak to a pastor, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram at refugechurchoc. We hope to see you again soon.